Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for this Friday, April 21st edition of the Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. Today, we will be reading from the following main articles. Broomfield Library hosts a bi-weekly Dungeons & Dragons game for Brave Adventures. Jury hangs on a murder charge in a fatal Broomfield shooting. Broomfield prescription drug take-back event will be this Saturday. And Broomfield events for the week. Also, Kelly Rowski with People and Plants this week talks about growing potatoes in a bag. Carrie Pettis will review bringing healing to the homeless. And the Colorado Conservatory of Dance presents the Blossom Ball. These and other articles. The Broomfield Library is going to host bi-weekly Dungeons & Dragons games for Brave Adventures. Dustin Lambert has been playing this game since the 1980s, and he introduced his son to the first game after a 30-year hiatus from playing it himself. But he and a friend saw how much bigger need for a large-scale game in the Broomfield community. The Broomfield Library is planning on hosting a bi-weekly session, and anyone interested or who would like to learn more about it can visit the Broomfield Library's program and is encouraged to join a session or email the library at libraryprograms at broomfield.org. A jury could not decide this week whether Joseph Maestas Sanchez, accused of killing 71-year-old Michael Lewis in Broomfield, is innocent or guilty of second-degree murder. Sanchez faced trial last week and jury deliberation in the case ended Monday. He was accused of aggravated motor vehicle theft, first-degree criminal trespass, and second-degree murder. The jury found him guilty on the counts of theft and criminal trespass but did not reach a verdict on the murder charge. A retrial has been scheduled for the murder charge on June 5th. Sanchez is accused of shooting and killing Lewis in August of 2021 in the Sunridge Circle neighborhood. Investigators believe Lewis interrupted Sanchez as he was attempting to enter unlocked vehicles in the area. Sanchez was reportedly wearing an ankle monitor at the time of the shooting, which allowed police to determine that he was in the neighborhood as early as 6.23 a.m. on the morning of August 25th. Officers responded to a disturbance and shots fired a shots fired call just before 6.30 a.m. and found a man dead in the parking lot. The Adams County coroner later identified the victim as Lewis. According to previous reporting, investigations showed there were three other people with Sanchez that morning, including his girlfriend. The other two individuals told police they heard Sanchez in an altercation after being tackled when they heard the gunshots but claim they did not see the shots being fired. Broomfield Prescription Drug Take Back event will be this Saturday. 
This Saturday, old and unused prescriptions can be disposed of for free at the Broomfield Police Department as part of the Drug Enforcement Administration's National Prescription Take Back event. From 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., residents can drop off expired or unused prescriptions in the Broomfield Police Department parking lot. Drop-off medications is entirely free, and the department asks that all medications be removed from their original containers and placed in zip-close bags. The event is in partnership with the DEA which is hosting a National Drug Take-Back Day on April 22nd. The day aims to provide a safe and secure way to dispose of medications while offering education on the dangers of prescription drug use. Accepted medications at the drop-off will include prescription medication, over-the-counter medication, and pet medications. Drugs that are not accepted include marijuana, illicit drugs including heroin and LSD. Empty containers are not accepted. For a full list of accepted and not accepted medications, you can visit broomfield.org. The Erie Police Department will be holding a similar event the same day and times, medications can be dropped off at the police department in Erie on 1000 Telene Avenue. More information on this event can be found at erieco.gov. Broomfield events for the week on Sunday, sound bath. Through listening to Himalayan singing bowls, one's internal dialogue is quieted. Their sound synchronizes brain waves and enhances awareness of the mind-body connection. After an hour, the body and mind feel calm and peaceful, relaxed and rejuvenated. This event will be at 5 p.m. Sunday at the Healing Studio, 18 Garden Center in Broomfield. The cost is $33. For more information, you can visit the Healing Studio Dot as dot me. On Tuesday will be a group guided healing. In the group energy balancing sessions, participants will receive energy through a guided healing meditation in a group format. Group leaders will guide people through a visualization and bring in a flow of energy to facilitate the intended balancing. This event is at 11 a.m. on Tuesday at the Healing Studios 18 Garden Center in Broomfield, and the cost ranges between $20 and $110. On Wednesday, April New Moon Manifesting Ritual, this group is designed to allow participants to come together virtually or in person with a group to enhance their intentions, have some fun, and find new ways to conduct manifesting rituals to enhance their lives. This will be at 6 p.m. on Wednesday at the Healing Studios. On Tuesday, Solar Speak Toastmasters build and improve public speaking skills with this class. Solar Speak is a diverse group of local men and women all committed to helping each other with their communication goals, whether personal, professional, or both. They meet at 7 p.m. on Thursday 
at the Broomfield Community Center at 280 Spader Way in Broomfield. The event is free, and for more information, you can visit solarspeak.toastmastersclub.org. On Saturday, a girls' garden spring concert. You can join Aster for its spring concert, A Girls' Garden, and celebrate the birds, the bees, the flowers, and the trees. Aster will offer selections from Lucy Simon's Secret Garden, Vincent Paracetti's Spring Cantata, Morning Has Broken, Over the Rainbow, Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree, and other favorites. This will be held at 2 p.m. on Saturday at the Broomfield Auditorium, 3 Community Park Road. Tickets range between $15 and $20. For more information or tickets, you can visit Aster Choir. Org. Earth Day Festival, bring ideas home to be sustainable, comfortable, and earth-friendly. Samples, activities for kids and adults, and a lineup of entertaining speakers will come together, and food will be available for purchase provided by Roots Restaurant. This will be at 11 a.m. Saturday at the Elevations Credit Union. One Environmental Way in Broomfield. The event is free, and for more information, you can visit eventbrite.com. The Spring Metaphysical Fair. This metaphysical fair will feature healers, craft booths, and more. Check out the vendors and see what they have to offer. This will be at noon this Saturday at the Healing Studio 18 Garden Center in Broomfield, and this event is free. Kelly Rowski writes about people and plants, and this week, growing potatoes in a bag. Recently, I was corresponding by email with a friend who lives in a warmer climate than ours. She mentioned she had just planted her potatoes. When I received the email, there was snow on the ground here, I couldn't help but feel a little nervous. I shared that I wouldn't be planting much of anything for a while, much less potatoes, because we had switched to container gardening a few years ago. Lo and behold, she replied she grew her potatoes in bags. Am I the only one who didn't know about this? The University of Maryland Extension shares step-by-step instructions on using fabric grow bags for potatoes. It's their project Spudnik that teaches youth gardening skills. First, you can pick any sunny location. Next, purchase 12-gallon fabric grow bags. They recommend the container depth and diameter be 16 inches. You will need about one and a half cubic feet of potting mix to begin and more later on. Be sure to thoroughly moisten the growing media before placing it in the bag. Once you've purchased your certified seed potatoes, place them whole or cut into into pieces. Each section should have at least two eyes. Place potting mix in the bottom of the bag at a depth of four inches. Lay three to five seed potatoes on top of this mix, spacing them accordingly. Then cover with three inches of growing media and fertilizer. 
Once the potatoes are about 8 inches in height, you can add another 4 inches of growing media and fertilize. You will repeat this process every time the potatoes grow another 8 inches. This is known as mounding potatoes. Check the soil moisture regularly because they can dry out quickly. Also, if you want to try using grocery store potatoes and not seed potatoes, it may not work. These potatoes are often sprayed with a growth inhibitor. How do you know when the potatoes are ready to harvest? The plants will begin to turn yellow and fall over. At this point, wait yet another week or two before dumping the entire contents of the bag into a wheelbarrow or onto a clean tarp. Despite some bad press, potatoes can be a healthy food option according to UC Davis Health. They become unhealthy when they are fried in oil or covered with butter and sour cream. Potatoes contain vitamins, minerals, fiber, potassium, and vitamin C. Carrie Pettis this week reviews a book about bringing healing to the homeless. Rough Sleepers by Tracy Kidder. Rough sleepers is a term used in Great Britain for homeless people. It means sleeping outside. This book highlights the work of Dr. Jim O'Connell to help the homeless in the Boston area. After graduating from Harvard Medical School, O'Neill was asked to defer a prestigious fellowship and spend a year helping an organization planning to bring health care to the homeless. It turned into his life's work. Kidder shadowed the now well-established O'Connell for five years, doing research before writing this book. The work is full of frustrations. Often homeless patients would receive some medical help, begin to improve, and then abruptly leave the AMA against medical advice. And the paperwork and bureaucracy are incredibly burdensome. O'Connell begins to see that in addition to medical treatment, the goal should be getting his patients into permanent housing, but this is difficult to convince the general public. The book also follows one homeless man named Tony. His successes and failures exemplify all the thousands of others O'Connell is trying to help. My personal hopeless feeling about the homeless crisis is not eased after reading this book. As Dr. O'Connell muses, long term, it's really depressing. Katie Pettis, Carrie Pettis rather, is a retired elementary school teacher and children's librarian who has lived in Broomfield since 1975. Reading is her favorite occupation. The Colorado Conservatory of Dance presents the Blossom Ball. The Colorado Conservatory of Dance will host the Blossom Ball on April 21st in support of the community education and the power of dance. The Blossom Ball, which will take place at the Lionsgate Event Center at 1055 US 287 in Lafayette, is an opportunity for the community to learn more about the conservatory 
and its mission to unleash individual potential and invigorate community through dance. We've been a mainstay organization in Broomfield for 30 years, said Executive Director Leslie Castanuela Barnes. The event will serve as a celebration of those three decades of dance education and community outreach. Barnes is a Harvard alumna and Colorado native passionate about the conservatory's mission to spread dance education throughout the community. Community education is all about ensuring for that for those children that are unable to access or make it to our studios, we are able to take the training and benefits of dance education to them where they live, she said. The conservatory has 11,000 square feet of studio space where students learn about the power of dance. Classes range from the serious conservatory education program for future professional dancers to casual classes for children and adults alike. Formerly known as the School of Ballet Nouveau Colorado, the conservatory has been teaching dance to students from Colorado and beyond for 30 years. The Blossom Ball aims to celebrate those years and expand its reach. The Blossom Ball is truly intended to be in support of our community education and as a business networking opportunity. Our business leaders and influencers and community will discover who we really are, according to Barnes. Admission to the ball can be purchased on the conservatory's website, where community members can also sponsor tables and offer additional support to the conservatory and its mission. From the editor of the Broomfield Enterprise. Broomfield, I have confessions to make. Plus, mingling at the Women in Business event. Hello, Broomfield. I have a couple of confessions to make. One, I don't know Broomfield as well as its adjacent counties. I've lived in Colorado since 1999, so I know Broomfield. I just don't No, no, Broomfield. What I do know, Broomfield is a gorgeous spot with wide open spaces, trails for days, and wonderful views. I read about the entire county constantly soaring in nearly every aspect from business sector to the fast-paced development and innovation. You are one fast-rising and determined city. As Broomfield Enterprise's new editor... I'm excited to get into the groove of what this town seeks from its long-standing, reliable news source. Tangent ahead, does anybody still feel like they're still crawling out of a life as it once was? That March of 2020 seems like two lifetimes ago. Like many, the anxiety of the pandemic tied me to my house and its few-mile radius for years. As a fast-paced journalist who thrives on a bustling newsroom, the terror of the unknown and near agoraphobia really put me in a dark place. I still have PTSD from the fiasco of online learning for my first grader. Lately, though, it's been nice to branch out and to interact more with masks and hand sanitizer forever in my purse. Last month, 
I went to the Broomfield Chambers second annual Women in Business event. Here's my second confession. Networking events are not my jam. Blame it on the pandemic? To be fair, my amusement lies in drinking a whiskey at a neighborhood bar, having coffee on my front porch, or critiquing salsa and green chili at Mexican spots. I'm much more of a dirt floor reveler. But this chamber event was lovely. The food was local and fantastic. I'll definitely be seeking out more of that red velvet mini cake from Nothing Bunt Cakes. Chocolate chips, a lovely surprise, dotted the spongy scarlet cake that was topped with cream cheese frosting. The best frosting, no debate here. Then there were savory charcuterie cups. Inside a wine-soaked goat cheese, I must have again, must have again, pastry pockets and crisp bruschetta, catered by Di Chebrado, formerly Broomfield's Hollandaised, and a tea bar from Zoe's. It was my first time being my first time to the Lionsgate Center, I was just amazed by the style there with its velvet couches, vintage charm, stained glass windows, chandeliers, regal staircase, and Victorian mirrors lining the walls. I wanted to move in. Then networking, obviously. It was really wonderful to meet and learn about how many of the hardworking women who call Broomfield home were there. We have some good story ideas brewing after meeting this community. I look forward to meeting more of you and I want to hear from you too. Please feel free to email me with story ideas, news tips, and fun events. Please consider supporting your local paper. The Enterprise, the biggest outlet that covers the area regularly, is free, but we'd like to continue to keep going strong. Broomfield, the fastest growing community in Colorado, needs its local news more than ever. Here's my last confession, for today at least. Unfortunately, love always wins in my love-hate relationship with print news. Despite budget trims, shrinking staff, and growing hours, I want to continue to keep doing this. Please consider contributing to local journalism. You can visit broomfieldenterprise.com forward slash donate to make a secure payment. Or you can mail payments to Broomfield Enterprise, Post Office Box 19199, Boulder, Colorado, 80308. Thanks so much for reading. Your editor, Christy France. And finally, the historic Broomfield Apiary reopens on April 22nd. The historic Broomfield Apiary, known as the Crawford Honey House, will reopen its doors to the public on April 22nd. Guests can visit the Honey House on Saturdays starting April 22nd between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. and make a stop at the depot building next door during the same hours. Thank you for joining us for Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine.
AINC programming is brought to you in part by funds from the Virginia W. Hill Foundation.